This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are breaking down District 5 and 6 activities week in, week out in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. And we are joined, as always, by Sean Kane, our East Idaho resident and expert. Yo, what's up, Sean? How you doing? You know, um, yesterday there was a lot of moves up and down, classifications, individual sports. But you know what? I'm fine with being the number one prep cast for Idaho sports. No move necessary here for East Idaho. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to worry about you being scooped up to be on uh, Undisputed with Skip Bayless. I mean, I don't think I've been fired by ESPN, but I, you know, I haven't looked it up yet. So <laughs> it seems like ESPN fires everyone. Like every week there's a new crop of people that are let go. Yes, they are hemorrhaging employees. That is for sure. Uh, yeah, it's still an unstable economy out there um, for a lot of workforces. So uh, I can certainly sympathize with that, but you're right. There was a lot of uh legislative bureaucratic news yesterday i've got it up on the homepage at idahosports.com if you want to go look at it but basically there was like over 50 petitions because now schools can petition up or down in individual sports um which i'm not a huge fan of and i think it's just messy um if you try to please everybody you please nobody <laughs> i feel like um and anyways big story for east idaho is preston petitioned down in several sports got denied for most of them but they are going to move to 4a next year and remember 4a is now what is 3a currently um so they'll be with like marsh valley and snake river in volleyball and softball which means Pocatello and Century, two-team conference in those sports. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But if you want to read about all the changes and how all the divisions are going to look after this round of approvals or denials, you can go to the homepage, idahosports.com. And I just, I'll be honest, I really, I hate talking about this kind of stuff. <laughs> I just wanted to use it for my intro. You know, that's, I I didn't really want to talk about it. I just wanted to say I was number one, but um <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an easy way to breeze past the subject because I tried to read a lot of it yesterday too. And then I just kind of got like, I felt like a, one of my students when they're probably bored at me lecturing, like the same thing, but different way a bunch of times. Cause that's what it is. It's like the same thing, but different over and over and over. So it is what it is. I mean, I think we're in a different landscape of what, how things are going to, you know, be voted on and come down and, and the realistic view, which a lot of athletic directors tell me is, you know, it's a two year, you know, it's for two years. So it's like a two year bandaid, right? So it could all change in two years. So, you know, you just got to make best of what you have right now and go out and compete, I guess, is the best way to look at it. And, and just remember, band-aids always come off at some point unless you have like a little kid <laughs> and they just <laughs> leave them on for weeks, but. That's right. I think that's going to be our title podcast title. Band-Aids always come off at some point. That's good. I like that. Um, okay. Let's start with, we are in September. We're recording this on September 27th. Sean, the postseason is upon us. We've had our first postseason event in East Idaho. It might be the first in the state. 
District 5 always gets that early jump on everybody, I feel like, when it comes to postseason golf. Yes, golf. We, had our, we had our first district golf tournament of the fall season earlier this week. Pocatello, Preston, Century all got together. Uh, where was this held at? Uh, Juniper Hills Country Club. From my best estimations <laughs> i'm i'm not at, yeah it's juniper hills they're at juniper hills country club um is where they held it and, and that's uh, that's in po- pocatello, in pocatello right? yeah yep. in pocatello okay. out south of town kind of across the way of the interstate from century high school yeah so at juniper hills and did you want me to say some stuff? Yeah, Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, typically how this goes. I set um, it up for you and you. Well, yeah. I didn't know if you're going to ask me another question, but yeah, but uh, the big result we got was um, Century Girls won districts for the fourth uh, year in a row. Uh, they had two of the top three finishers. Um, Emma Woodfin got second and Kimball Richards got first. So anytime you get two, people in the top you know top three you're pretty much clinching that thing up um and nice job by the century diamondbacks to go uh to get the whole team again there for the fourth year in a row yeah century uh girls win the team title i am assuming that pocatello won the boys i think so i, I um, i've got a quick message in right now yes i I'd... thought i thought the thing i had uh had the boys but I've just got one score, but it was either it was probably um, Pocatello or Preston. Preston had some good golfers, but I think some of them graduated last year, if I'm not mistaken. But probably probably came down came down to those two, and uh, I'll update you when I get that. Okay, sounds good. Um, we know it wasn't Century because the info we got was from Century's coach. So <laughs> I know I know Century boys did not win, so we have like a thirty what thirty three percent chance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is good, good top-notch research here at its finest. But hey, this is a this is a good reminder. If there's something you want us to talk about, if you're a parent of a golfer and you're like, hey, how come you guys never talk about golf? It's really hard to find info about golf. Um, put us in contact with a coach, put us in contact, send us some info, send us what you want us to talk about, and we'll dive into it here on the prepcast uh, at idahosports.com. You can send me an email, Brandon at idahosports.com, or you can hit up Sean on his twitter x account uh it's right there on the screen at sean kane 182 all right uh let's switch to volleyball sean where this is like this is just a cool story man and it just keeps going grace lutheran still undefeated we checked in on the royals a couple weeks ago and we said okay They've had a good run of it so far, but they're kind of in the tricky part now with Rockland and Mackie coming up and they beat Rockland three to two and they beat Mackie three to two in these five set thrillers. And uh, so now they have swept Rockland in the regular season in the first matchup with Mackie. They still have Mackie and they're basically at the end of the regular season. Two big matches coming up with Water Springs, kind of back-to-back. Water Springs is also very good this year. But Grace Lutheran, still undefeated, Sean, still in first place in the Rocky Mountain Conference. And this is, I mean, for a program that's fairly new and a program that only has seven players. Seven seven players. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I ran into Jeremy Hess, the AD of Grace Lutheran, and 
he was just he was just you know he was just excited and and so happy and and then you know i'm just talking to him and he goes we only have seven we have seven girls so um just amazing amazing by grace lutheran um to beat these teams and you know we know that's a big conference and that district tournament i mean as the scores are three to two each time we know um some of these matches are going to get uh pretty heated Yes, and so really the way it looks to me, and it's kind of been the same way the last couple of years where there's three teams that are going to be fighting for two spots at state where the past couple of years it's been Rockland and Mackey and, and, and Ledor. You know, Ledor's kind of been that third team the past couple of years in, in both volleyball and girls basketball. Well, now it's now it's Grace Lutheran that's kind of taking that third slot um, and and it, no matter what happens the rest of the way, uh, Rockland's already beat Mackey once this year, um, and so Mackey is eleven and two in conference. Grace Lutheran's eleven and zero. Rockland's eight and three, and the Water Springs is right there at seven and five too. But but no matter how you slice it up, there's going to be a really good team stuck at home uh, for the postseason. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of how that conference pans out, right? There's always. A good group of teams and and unfortunately not all are going to get a go but uh, what a what a great s- stage being set for that district tournament yeah we talked about at the d1 level too with butte county and grace those are two of the eight best teams in the state this year only one will get to go and and honestly whoever wins that district has to then win a play-in match to get to state so it's going to be uh they played a couple weeks ago grace won three nothing um, Butte County's 13 and one, their only loss is to grace. They will play again on October 12th and we'll check back in on that as it goes along. I wanted to give a shout out. We're talking about some volleyball teams that have quite haven't gotten that love yet this year. I wanted to give a shout out to salmon, Sean, the salmon volleyball team is like gangbusters. They're six and one overall. They're four and oh in nuclear conference play. They are in first place. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, kind of keep track of all the great volleyball teams in East Idaho, but that's a great job by, um, salmon, especially in that nuclear conference where you have like North Fremont, um, Firth. And, you know, I think typically Ryrie is a very good volleyball program. That's, um, just two and two in conference, but you've got some really good teams. And then let's not forget Wes Jefferson. I mean, when you read all those teams, all those teams are always competitive, but you know, sometimes salmon isn't at the top, but this year they've, you know, you got to take their hats off to them and, and four no in conference. Yeah. Sorry. I, I didn't talk about this in the rundown. I forgot to mention, I was going to give salmon some love. Um, they have, they have gone through the first round of conference play unscathed. They're four and oh, they swept Firth. They swept West J. They beat Ryrie three to one. They beat North Fremont three to one. They're finally in the coach's poll, which just dropped minutes ago. Uh, it'll be a little older than that as you're watching this. Um, <laughs> but Salmon's in the coach's poll. Malad is at the top of the coach's poll. They're still playing very well. They and, and Bear Lake. Down there in in District Five, uh, Malad and Bear Lake are both three and zero in conference play. They will finally do battle, Sean, tonight as we're recording this on Wednesday, September twenty seventh. So we'll have to circle back next week and tell you how that Bear Lake and Malad volleyball match went because those two teams are undefeated in the league there. Um, and then even up to like 
the 3A level, South Fremont beat Sugar Salem in their conference opener last night. Um, so the Cougars are 1-0. They're looking very good. Uh, Snake River is the number one team in the 3A coaches poll. Bonneville is the number one team in the 4A coaches poll. They leapfrogged Skyview. We had a nice article about Bonneville last week in our Keeping Up with the Kill. Idaho Falls is playing well. Pocatello is playing well. At the 5A level, you've got Madison showing up. There's a lot of good volleyball teams in East Idaho. Oh, yeah. You got Madison. Rigby's always good, too, as far as volleyball. Um, yeah, you've got you've just got an unreal amount of um, teams. And I think we talked about Snake River Volleyball a, a while ago, but, you know, 1-0 conference, still 8-1 and overall. Uh, Snake River is, is, is one I would keep a, an eye out on um, going forward for sure in that 3A conference. Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of good, talented teams, but I wanted to give a special shout out this week to Grace Lutheran again, Kirsten Kraus in those two wins um, last week over uh, Rockland and Mackey. She had 17 kills against Rockland, 19 kills against Mackey. That's doing work, Sean. Yeah, and I believe it was told to me as like going through the gauntlet, like, it, it, the AD Jeremy Hess of Grace Lutheran is like, we got, you know, Mackie Rockland. If we get through this gauntlet, you know, the ceilings, you know, you know right up there for us. So nice job by her and, and the Grace Lutheran team to get through that. The Royals, right? The Royals. Yeah, the Royals. Yes. Um, and also for, for Salmon, I wanted to give them a shout out. They've got a lot of really talented athletes that made all conference last year that kind of flew under the radar. You know, they've got, um, Pilkington, uh, Sydney, Sydney Pilkerton, excuse me. Rihanna severe is a great setter. Um, they've got, uh, some taller pieces in the middle. So I mean, keep an eye out on salmon. It's, we don't salmon generally is a school we're talking about if it's cross country or track and field but it's been a minute since we've gotten to talk about salmon volleyball being you know a big player on the state level so it's kind of a cool deal yeah i like it i love i i love it when you get get it mixed up a little bit you know get a little, a little different blood in there yeah it's not it's not the same old same old right yeah so. Yeah, that's definitely so. Uh, keep up the good work, ladies. Seriously, we've got so much great volleyball in East Idaho. We're very spoiled, I think, personally, um, compared to the other areas of the state. So I would, I would agree. I they'll there'll be uh, a lot of East Idaho teams competing for blue trophies. I think towards the end of the season, that would be my bold prediction. Definitely. Um, okay, let's let's dive into football, Sean. We had three games on IdahoSports.com last week, and for the second week in a row, all of the games were just incredible. Last week, Sean, when I did the prep cast, I put the plays up on the screen and I tried to include the audio. I guess none of the audio actually got recorded. Could you hear the audio when I was playing it last week? I couldn't, but I, I didn't want to say anything when it was... Oh, you should have said something. I know. Well, I didn't know if it was going, like the audio is going. So people would be listening to the audio and I'd be like, <laughs> you know, but oh, I didn't, I didn't I quite know how it worked, but the plays yeah. were good nonetheless. Yeah. So, uh, there's just long stretches of dead silence on the audio version of the podcast. And Some that, people might like that from me and you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a respite from us talking, but Second week in a row, we had three games on IdahoSports.com. 
uh, all three for East Idaho game night were phenomenal. Let's start with the game you were at, Sean, the 59th annual Emotion Bowl between Skyline and Idaho Falls. Skyline kind of built up a lead. Idaho Falls climbed back into it. Um, but ultimately the, the Grizzlies get the 35 to 28 win. I don't think anybody was expecting. So skyline winning wasn't a surprise, but, but the margin of victory, I think, cause Idaho falls had kind of taken their lumps a little bit. Um, but this yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Both, you know, both teams come in after some heartbreaking losses, right? Skyline loses to Hail Mary to Hillcrest. Uh, Idaho falls almost comes back to beat Bonneville after being down like 22 at halftime. Um, you, you know, and it wasn't a surprise to a lot of people. Cause when I was talking to some, some people around East Idaho, they said, watch out for Idaho falls. The word multiple people gave me was scrappy and they are scrappy. They're never, your, your lead is never safe with Idaho falls. I, that's what I felt like skyline never had a safe lead and barring a late, inter, uh, a late interception in the fourth quarter where. Idaho Falls was in the red zone and could have scored it up, uh, tied up the score. If they don't throw that interception there, uh, who knows? Maybe that game goes to overtime. But Idaho Falls is Idaho Falls is that team, you know. You know what's going to be talked about. I think we talked about is them losing to Bonneville could be like a big factor in getting a spot right with Max Preps. And I mean, I and whatever pans out, if Idaho Falls makes the playoffs, you you don't want to play Idaho Falls. Um, first round uh they they're just scrappy you know brady uh ellison at quarterback um it's just a playmaker and their defense comes up big and they're just scrappy and then on the other side of it skyline is done is done what skyline's done for three years uh run the ball well and uh get turnovers i mean you have amani morell who's the biggest sophomore maybe ever in the world uh, uh running the ball and you know, he counted for like over 200 yards passing and catching and a couple touchdowns uh, running and uh, one through the air. But he had about a 60-yard touchdown that he broke, I don't know, 15 tackles, had two guys wrapped up. Um, he's something special. And I think if you have an Amani Morrell, uh, you have a chance to win any game that you're in. I That's, that's my takeaway from that. But it was a great... Great game, um, 50, 59th emotion bowl. I just do bowl games now, so I won't be I won't be on this week. There's no bowl game that I'm aware of. But if you need me to do a bowl game, I'm here. No, I you know I am I was lucky. You know I got the Highland Pokey and then the emotion bowl, and I had never been to a emotion bowl, so that was my first one. Um, it it was it was fun. You know they have, you know both staffs working because it's both homes fields and. Like someone with a radio brought me into the box and it was like, it, it's a, it's a deal when it's the emotion bowl, you know, streets are closed off. Popcorn is being popped uh, stadium full. And uh, it was, it was fun. And what a great event. Weather's great. And sorry, I'm talking a lot, but Idaho falls has the led lights. Have you seen that in the stadium? Mm -hmm. So they can like turn off the lights and do colors and flash shows with their lighting system. I hadn't seen that in Idaho yet. And then that was, that was great in itself. Just th they have a little light show. They can mess with the lights with the LEDs. So that was pretty cool. So um, it had a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Yeah. Great time. No, this is why I teed it up for you. You were there. <laughs> yeah. know, what what am I going to add to the conversation? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there, well, I mean, just 
just the game was every possession had something an interception a fourth down a fourth and one like late in the game uh skyline has a fourth and one you know pretty much if they get that if they get that the game's over and they don't get it like if you had to say what would you bet money on i would bet money on skyline getting a fourth and one but you know i don't fall stopped him um interceptions great passes uh trick plays uh, you know it was good it was just good good time yeah so skyline gets the win 35 28 you mentioned imani morell he rushed for 205 yards two touchdowns also had three catches for 90 yards and a score uh carmine garcia threw two touchdowns little trick play zion crockett threw a 31 yard touchdown pass to taylor demott um, and then Crockett also caught a touchdown pass. So good balance for Skyline for Idaho Falls. You mentioned Bradley Ellison, uh, two touchdowns, one to trade in Kirkham, one to taste in Kirkham. So each of the Kirkhams, uh, I assume those guys are related. Uh, oh, yeah, they're brothers and they're number 18 and 19. Oh, okay. Makes it, makes it super easy. <laughs> You're right. Not confusing at all to keep those two uh, apart. Um, and Ellison also ran for a touchdown in the loss and big picture with skyline. I think they've gotten a reputation over the past couple of years as, Oh yeah, they're this team that runs the shotgun and they sling the ball around and they pass the ball up and down the field. And I think part of that was because they had Kenyon Sadiq for the last couple of years, who was this great wide receiver and is now at Oregon. But I think at their core skyline is a team that likes to run the football and that, yeah. I I don't know how many times I said this last year on on the prep cast, Sean, but I said the most important guy on that skyline offense. You did is a Bron Silverio, the running back, because he's the straw that stirs the drink. And it felt, I'll be honest, selfishly, it felt good to see my comments vindicated when <laughs> uh, when a Bron broke the uh, record for most uh, touchdowns in a championship game with four in the in the 4A state championship game. I, I think it's the same thing this year. I think people are still thinking of Skyline as this team that likes to throw the ball, but Garcia only threw it 14 times. It, it's it's Amani Morell. He's he's the cog in the engine that is yeah. really right. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. And then a play they run over and over again is they put Crockett in motion, and either you know uh, Garcia can run the ball, Amani Morell can just take it, or they you know they give it to Crockett in a sweep. Either way, he's always in motion. Crockett is, and that play alone, it, I've I've really yet to see a team be able to stop it. Like, it'll get five yards, it'll get six yards. I mean, even against Highland, that play was they were getting yards on it. So, um, if when you have to account for all three of those guys, uh, it's just hard. But you're right, and no matter what, at the end of the day, they can just give it to Amani Morel, and he can get five yards. Like. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So, and you mentioned Crockett on the sweeps that they ran that with Caden Taggart. I mean, the last yep. several years. I mean, it, it is the skyline we're used to seeing, and it's 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 run based. Um, and so I, I'm excited to see skyline moving forward. Um, other quick highlights: Shelley shut out Bonneville, nineteen to nothing. Sean in in high country play. Shelley's two and zero in the league now, and you know they had kind of stumbled a little bit early in the season, but I I think Shelley's going to be just fine. Um, it was kind of interesting. Their first touchdown, Sean, was scored on a blocked field goal. It wasn't Shelly blocking a field goal. It was Shelly attempting a field goal. <laughs> Bonneville blocks it, and 
everyone thinks the play is over. The holder picks up the ball and runs into the end zone for a touchdown. Play was never blown dead. Uh, and so touchdown Shelly right before halftime. And they use that momentum to, to get the 19 to nothing win. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, you had Rigby playing Blackfoot. Uh, Rigby wins 58 to three. Hey, I think Rigby's going to be just fine. <laughs> Everybody was really panicked about Rigby at the start of the year. They, yeah. played, they played some really tough teams. Um, I think the Trojans are going to be fine um, there as well. Madison went down to Preston and won kind of a nail biter. Um, what does that say more? Is Madison not as good as we thought? Is Preston better than we thought? I think it's both. Both, yeah. I think Preston's kind of found their groove after that big win and and Burley with the comeback, you know, last second touchdown. And I think they're finding their groove. And I think Madison's yet to find maybe that groove. They're a good team, but just haven't found all the pieces that put that puzzle together. But I was going to say one thing before is if you look at that 4A high uh, county conference, it's it's kind of interesting. I think if you would have said right now, you know, what do you think the top teams would be? I don't think you'd see it how it is, right? It's Hillcrest, Shelley, Bonneville, Skyline, Idaho Falls, Blackfoot, right? But I mean, you know, Bonneville and Skyline are both one and one and Shelley and Hillcrest are two. No, it's early, but I don't think a lot of people would have predicted that. So I find that pretty interesting at the season right now as, you know, as just a, a part of the story. Yeah. And I think ultimately four, four get in may, maybe five Idaho Falls really has to start banking some wins and in, in getting on a on a roll here, but I think those top four you mentioned, I'll probably get into the playoffs. We'll start next week, Sean, next week we get into October. I'll start writing my bracketology posts again and start looking to the playoffs. And that's when we'll spend a majority of the time on the prep cast, talking about the upcoming games and what are the implications for the playoffs. And for this week, we're still kind of just looking backwards at some of the, the performances. Cause we still have a lot of kind of cross divisional games going on. So, yep. Yep. Um, and, and then we're Hillcrest, Pocatello was another yes. game. Yeah, um, I was going to transition into that one, but yeah, take yeah, it away. What a great, what a great game! I got, I got a chance to go back and watch that, and that will lead into my other story that I got updated on. So it's perfect. But yeah, kind of a back and forth game, really. But Pocatello was in control. And anyways, what do we get at the end of the game? A chance to win for the Pocatello Thunder, kind of like last week. We had so many just different chances and. Um, Dre Contreras throws it up to Julian Bowie in the end zone, has it just doesn't come down and Hillcrest goes on to, to win, you know, just by the hair of their chinny chin chin, I would say there, um, you know, 21 to 14, but another great game and kind of solidifying Hillcrest right now is one of the top dogs in 4A, if not the, the top dog. And, uh, it was a good, it was a, that was a good game as well. And a windy lookout field. Yeah, and it was rainy and the field was kind of wet. And but yeah, Pocatello builds up a 14 to 6 lead. Uh Reichen Echo Hawk scores on a touchdown run. Contreras hits Bowie for a touchdown. Um, but Hillcrest climbs back into the into the game um and and take the lead in that second half and and ultimately play really good defense to get the win. It was interesting. Uh Brennan Mossholder, the the Hillcrest coach, who's done a fantastic job with this program. Um, and he's, he's so cool, man. Every Saturday he texts me the stats from the game, oh. which just helps out so much. I mean, and, and they were uh, three years ago, they were zero and nine, right? Yeah. So this, I mean, the same guy, same group of guys, basically zero and nine now are 
you know, one of the, you know, if, if not the number one team in the state, you know, however you look at it. Yeah. Uh, Peyton King uh, threw for 188 yards, two touchdowns. Isaac Davis and Ben Morris each caught a touchdown. Jace Judy had seven catches for 78 yards. Uh, and then King also rushed for 61 yards. And then Trayson Keller scored uh, the third touchdown for Hillcrest and had 26 yards on the ground. It was interesting, though. I saw he had a postgame quote to the Idaho State Journal. I think it was the Idaho State Journal. Uh, and he said, basically, hey, there's kind of a big four in 4A football right now. And and I think we're I think it was after the Skyline win. Um, and he said, basically, like, hey, uh, it's us and Skyline and and two others that are in this big four. And I've, I've kind of been sitting here thinking, oh, man, I wonder who the big four is, because to me, there's a big five. I see five really good teams in 4A football this year that are all capable of competing with each other with Bishop Kelly, obviously, Skyline and Hillcrest, Pocatello, and I think Twin Falls because Twin came to Pokey early in the season or, or Pokey went to Twin. Yeah, and it was and close. It was a close game. Yep. Well, I mean, what does Twin Falls have to do to get in that stupid media poll? <laughs> we can't get this figured out. We got Burley in the poll. No, they're not Minico. Yeah, I would I, I, if you had to go six, I would say Minico too. I've seen yeah. Minico. I think Minico that Minico twin game will be unreal. Uh, and I think that'll get a lot of stuff. But I think, yeah, twin twin is a team that you might not be looking at because that game between them and the Thunder was a lot closer than what shows up, I think, if you just looked at a stat line. Yeah, I think I think the four A playoffs are going to be really interesting. That 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 top six, you're right, Medico, I think could be in there too. Uh, it's just so evenly matched. Home field advantage is going to be huge, um, especially if teams can get inside the dome there at Holt Arena. But uh, we will wait and see. So Hillcrest beats Pokey twenty one fourteen, and then we also had Highland uh, taking on Meridian last week on IdahoSports.com. Sean, and this was a close game as well. Uh, Meridian comes over and gets the one score win hats off to the Warriors. I mean, they earned it. Uh, and this was also a 21 to 14 game. Um, but Meridian gets the win. Uh, it was tied 14 in the third quarter. Um, I think Highland had some uncharacteristic, uh, turnovers and things like that, but that Meridian defense is pretty good too. Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I kind of think. I, you know, I, I still think Highland's really good. I think, we knew Meridian was good. Um, when I look at 5A football, I always think of like, you know, the wins and losses are important, but it's kind of how you adjust in that second half of the season. And we know Highland is a team that, man, they're just able to, you know, take that loss on the chin and, and find a way to get better. So great game. But, you, you know, I have to give credit to Meridian for coming down and winning. And it'll just it'll be interesting. I think you. I think everyone thought they knew all the good teams in 5A, but I don't think we really know. And we might have to wait for some dust to settle, especially like in the Boise area, right? I mean, one week it's this team's the best team. This week it's, you know, and now Boise, right? Boise's ranked high. And wow, I, I, I would have never saw that coming. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I may have to recalibrate my thinking. I, I thought for a long time, okay, there's like – seven or eight teams in, in Boise that are all kind of good and they kind of just take turns beating up on each other. I thought Highland was kind of above that. And I was like, this is the best team. Now maybe, maybe Highland's part of this scrum too. Like and yeah. I, who, who knows who's going to win the five, a championship. I don't know. <laughs> it seems to be a lot more parody than it has in, in a few years at the five, a and 
uh, it's I you know I think it's going to come down to people getting um you know winning their district and getting a good spot maybe in that draw and getting a home game and and those kind of things could play a, a huge role because all the games are really close and tight. Yeah, and 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 quietly, and I think they prefer it this way. Very quietly, rugby is lurking. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that don't count them out yet. And so, bottom line. Two teams from East Idaho are going to make the playoffs. There's no chance that an East Idaho team is going to get that third playoff bid unless, well, you, even if it's Highland, I don't think so because they will have had to have lost a couple of times along the way. So really, um, Madison, people keep trying to convince me about Madison. I'm not sold yet on Madison personally, but go out and, and do it. You, you're not going to get in at large, so you got to beat Rigby and or Highland or both. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there's no other way to cut it on That's that it. one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we shall see. Uh, 3A, not much to report. More non-conference battles. It's still Sugar from District 6 uh, with Teton right there as well. Those two are going to collide at the end of the season. That's going to be a fantastic battle. Both going to make the playoffs. Uh, and then from District 5, you know, Snake River, probably the favorite still. American Falls closing the gap. Marsh Valley just having a rough year. Um, can't seem to just find a way to break through. 2A, boy, West Side took out all those frustrations on Bear Lake, huh? Ended yeah. up winning pretty easily after losing twice to the Bears last year. And to me, I'm still not sold on anybody else in this league besides West Side. Um, I know Aberdeen is undefeated. Malad won 16 to 6, and they've got a dynamic athlete. Um, quarterbacking their team in Braylon Tripp, and they've got Brady Showell, who is a good running back. But I'm just not convinced. Somebody else is going to get to the playoffs out of that league and maybe even a third team. But in terms of statewide, to me, it's West Side, And I'm, I'm not sure there's anybody else from the league um, that can take that second step forward. Nuke con Conference, I have no idea, man. North, I, North Fremont's yeah. good. I still yeah. got them. I don't know who takes second. Firth has been struggling. Ryrie has looked good this year. Um, West Jay is winless, but they might be the best winless team I've seen. I watch them every week on film. They play hard. They compete. They're in most games until late in the game, and a couple things don't go their way. I mean, I I don't know, man. I don't know how this league's shaking out. Yeah, a lot. Still, a lot of conference games to happen, though, right? Oh, yeah. You know, so only one conference games happened so far in there, so. I guess we'll just have to see, but probably North Fremont right now would be your kind of favorite, I think, going forward. Yeah. And then, you know, East Idaho, Rockland's for eight man, Rockland's rolling. Uh, Butte County and Grace are rocking and rolling. And speaking of Butte County, Sean, we will have the Pirates on IdahoSports.com Friday. They are playing Kendrick in a neutral site game at Middleton High School, Sean. And because everybody's traveling from such a long distance, we're doing a little bonus football. We're going to broadcast not just the varsity game, but we're going to broadcast the JV game as well. So, because right. I know it's a long way to, for people to come. Um, so, JV game is going to be Friday at 1 30. Varsity game will be at 3 30. You can watch both of those for free on idahosports.com. Butte County taking on Kendrick. Also, this week, we have Idaho Falls facing Century. That's going to be a game you're at, right, Sean? I'll be there. Who do what we have you working with? Uh, new guy, Logan Kelso. Oh, second week in a row. Okay, good. Yeah. 
Um, we also have Rigby and Skyline uh, from Ravston Stadium, which should be a fantastic matchup. Uh, and we have Pocatello traveling to Shelly. I'm pretty interested to see how that one. I'll I'll know a lot about Shelly from this game, right, against Pocatello. Yeah, I you know, Shelly surprises me every week with their scores. To be honest with you, and that's no, you know, I know Josh Wells does a great job. He, I I really you know he's known as one of the just best coach football coaches AD guys out there. And but I guess I just got to be stop being surprised that Shelly doing well. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just the honest. They always they always. They've been performing. They do well. They step up. They don't have a ton of kids in that school or that program, and they do they do a great job. So that will be a big – I mean, it's a big game for Pocatello too because Pocatello is lost now to Skyline and Hillcrest, so that max preps rating is – you know, they're going to lose, you know, where they're going to be at the end of the year if, if they don't start getting some other uh, 4A wins. So yeah, that's what, you know, get those home games. Yes, Shelly is very fundamentally sound for sure. Um, and then probably the big game that uh, in terms of travel, Sean, it's North Idaho game night, but it is Sugar Salem traveling to Timberlake all the way up in Whoa. North Idaho. Non-conference battle, Ryan Skaggs and Lance Taylor will have the call. That's not a pairing we get to put together very often. So Interesting. Yes, uh, that is also Friday night, 7 o'clock, Pacific time, eight o'clock mountain. So you can watch Butte County play early in the day. Pick, pick your, pick your game for the seven o'clock uh, window, Pocatello Shelley or uh, century Idaho falls or skyline Rigby. Um, and then you can hop on, probably catch at least a half of sugar Salem and Timberlake. Cause they will be an hour behind in the Pacific time zone. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Yeah. So. <laughs> Again, uh, you're not going to find better uh, live coverage uh, anywhere else than IdahoSports.com. We can't be at every game, but the games we are at, we give it 100% and we go all out. So, yeah, going to be a good time. Yeah, I did get an update. Okay. So, Preston won boys golf. Oh, wow. Okay. And then the tie-in was uh, Julian Bowie took first oh. uh, individually. In a playoff, um, he had to make a great shot from the sand and then a nice putt. But he had to play; they had to play a playoff for that first place, and Julian Bowie won. So he'll be going to state for golf. But Preston's team was the overall champions. Gotcha. Okay, and that's why I thought Pocatello may have won the team title because I knew Julian was a good golfer and was probably near the top of the leaderboard. But hey, sometimes you need, you know, three, four, five guys to to compete. So. Nice. Yeah, he he shot an eighty to win it. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, congrats to Preston Boys Century Girls, uh, and then also uh, our individual champs as well. Uh, you might be wondering, okay, well, how come we're not talking about any of the other golf? It's all happening tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday, the twenty seventh. Tomorrow, the twenty eighth, five A District Golf uh, for High Country Conference will be at uh, Sand Creek in Idaho Idaho Falls. And then the High Country Conference 4A will be at the Idaho Falls Country Club. So, yeah. And then, so I was thinking, you know, we have a hard time getting golf scores. I think it's because they just write them on paper and put them on a window. And then if someone doesn't take a picture, that's it's, it. It's hard to find them. So, if you're at those events, uh, take a picture, tag me in it in Twitter or tag Brandon or Idaho Sports. 
um, dot com. Tag someone if you can snag a picture of those district um, golf results because that's if someone doesn't take a picture, they just probably give them the person that won. To be honest with you, but it's hard to find them. (laughs) Yes, it is. So yeah, that would be great um, if you're going to be taking a district golf action. Thursday. So, all right. Thanks for tuning into the East Idaho Prepcast, everybody. Enjoy the competitions this weekend, and we will see you back here for another edition next week. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in on IdahoSports.com.